How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Time to feed you some football. This NFL Lunch here on Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Bob. Still with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Coming up at 1.15, we'll make our picks for this week's slate of games. I'm sure Bob has sent his picks in to Nolan. We'll get those as well. But right now, we're looking around the league and the news, the big news of the day. We mentioned it earlier, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, who were completely blown out last night, 63-21 to on Thursday night football. They, in return, ended up firing head coach Brandon Staley today and t- uh, the GM Tom Telesco uh, the Right now, the Chargers sit at 5-9, and nine, one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL. Not just this year, but I would say over the last few years. You think back to last year, that disappointing playoff loss to the Jags, allowing the Jags to pull that historic comeback. I mean, Vinny, obviously this firing isn't a surprise, but why did it take so long? For this guy's head for long, I'd have fired him after last year. Yeah, I, I just think that... He's in way too much to the analytics and going forward on the fourth down. I heard Nick Saban, they were asking him about going for it in your own territory. And he says, I see that as like a turnover if you don't make it. And then yeah, pretty much then it it's worth three points at least. Right. So, and, and he says, you know, all that analytical stuff, he says, people don't ever say what, what happens – if you don't make it, mm-hmm. what are the odds that the other team scores and stuff if you don't make it? Right. I mean, that, that it, to me, it's just not common sense. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not anti-analytics. I just feel like analytics are there as a support. Yes. Not as, you know, the, the true head coach. I feel like at times it's literally a computer coaching the Chargers at times with some of the decisions they've made. I feel like when you use analytics, it should be, all right, if if we want to use a fourth down scenario, we're fourth and and two at at midfield. I'm feeling like we can go for it. You know, game flow is a part of the decision-making as well, how good your offense has been, how good your defense has been. I'm (laughs) taking all that into account. And if I need a deciding factor, all right, what do the numbers say? What What do the numbers say the odds are right now? Yeah. The other, yeah, the the thing, a lot of it would depend on time of game, score of game, right? 
Who's the opposing quarterback? You know, their offense. Mm-hmm. How good is their offense? Have we been stopping them? Right. And then what are my odds on making it? You got to be in touch with what's happening in real time. And then the other thing is, I'm asking my OC. Do you have a great play? Right. Do you right. feel good about a play? No, I don't feel good. That makes my decision easy. Easy. Let's go out to Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns, of course, Joe Flacco's been out in Cleveland now for the last couple of weeks. Looking good, too. You know, he's had his low moments at times, but for the most part, <clears throat> Joe's looking good out there. He's surprising he's me. Five touchdowns and stuff. Yeah, I think he fits the offense mm-hmm. perfectly. And he fits exactly what that defense needs. They just need a competent offense. Yeah. Somebody that can put some points on the board. And I think Joe is going above expectations right now with what he's done and to the point to where he signed a one-year deal with the Browns so he's no longer going to have to worry about being back and forth on the practice squad the deal includes a four point zero five million dollars in incentives based on winning a source uh, told Adam Schefter so he's set to make 75,000 for each of the remaining four regular season games he wins this season if cleveland makes the postseason flacco would also make two hundred and fifty thousand uh for a wild card win five hundred thousand for a divisional win and a million for making it to the super bowl and then two million for the super bowl i found it funny watching joe flacco i guess a clip from the locker room this week he said he didn't even know if he had been paid yet he, he hasn't even been checking his account <laughs> to this point first world problems for uh, smoking Joe right there, but look, he still he still good. got his Ravens. I'm money. sure, I'm sure he, he does. But this is a good fit, and the Browns honestly, he's kind of revived their season because they looked like they were on life support. Yep, the offense had been terrible for weeks, and it looked like the defense was running out of gas. And I think Joe getting out there not only rejuvenated him but also the team. Yeah, and, and and Stefanski, what's he really want? He wants to run the ball, run play action, mm-hmm. pass, and do all you know have. Two tight ends and a fullback. And, you know, so, I mean, Joe fits that perfectly. And throw the ball deep. And he loves throwing the tight ends. I mean, Heap and all the guys yep. that he had. And in Joko. And Joko's becoming. And Joko's got to be the happiest guy in the world. Looks good. Yes. And Joe's throwing it to him a lot. Speaking of tight ends, especially uh, former Ravens as well. Former Raven tight end Hayden Hurst, who's out in Carolina. He was put on IR uh, following, uh, following a concussion. So it looks like his season is most likely over. Uh, sticking with the injury front, let's go out to Buffalo. Of course, the Bills, they take on the Cowboys this week. Micah Hyde and A.J. Epinesa are both declared out against the Cowboys. That'll be two big losses for a defense that's already struggling as of late. Yeah, they got a lot of guys hurt on defense, and they got an offense that's coming in that's riding high and throwing mm-hmm. the heck out of the ball. And... Vaughn Miller's not the Vaughn Miller we knew. He's not getting no. any pressure. So they're not the secondary struggling and they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. More injury news. Let's go out to Minnesota. Minnesota's still in the thick of things right now, despite what's going on at the quarterback position. And of course, Josh Dobbs, he's been benched and he's all the way down to the third, third. emergency quarterback at this point. Um and you've also they're also dealing with uh, Alexander Madison who's now declared out for this upcoming game against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's dealing with an ankle injury. So things going from bad to worse for Minnesota, who already had slim hopes going into this thing. But now with the Lions kind of coming back down a little bit, the door has been open for the Vikings. 
It has because you know what, Cordell. They play the, Vi- or the Vikings. Played Detroit twice mm-hmm. yet. At the end of the season. How about if they were to meet in the playoffs? They would play each other three times yeah. within like four weeks. That'd be crazy. That and it probably wouldn't be the most uh, eye appeasing game to watch because the Vikings aren't. It's not. If, pretty if you're to watch. Detroit, you got to figure. All right, the Vi- the two Viking games got to be Those two wins win. for us because all we got to do is be able to score some points. And you know the problem with Detroit right now is. Golf turns it over too much, and their defense mm-hmm. is giving up a ton. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll look over the entire slate around the NFL for this weekend's games. We'll give you our picks next here on the. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can pick your friends. We just become best friends. Yep. You can pick your nose. There was no pig. There was no pig. But only Vinny and Haney can pick games. Football Pick'em. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Bob Still with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're giving you our picks for this week 15 NFL slate. I know Bob has sent in his picks. We've got three games on Saturday to start with as well, but I'll turn it over to you, Quick Draw. Uh, Yeah, just an update after last night. Vinny, you were right. Uh, Picking against the Chargers, Bob and myself, we're trying to make up some ground. We we were way wrong, probably the most wrong he'd been all season. (laughs) So now lose another game. Vinny's up seven games on me, 17 games on Bob. Uh, Bob's still trying, though. He did send his picks in, so we'll see. Start with tomorrow's games. Vikings-Bengals here, another Jake Browning Chance for him to go there. Vikings kind of reeling after rattling off some wins there uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, Vinny, where are you leaning with this one? Well, the Vikings can't score. And I think Browning now has got some confidence and stuff. And what a, the thing that he does gets the ball to Jamar Chase. I'm taking the Bengals at home. Uh, Bob and myself agree on that one. Pretty easy. Steelers versus Colts. It's the uh, middle game of three tomorrow. Uh, Colts are favored here. Steelers, all right, new offensive coordinator, but still not quite there. Um, I've got the Colts, as does Bob. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I'm going to go Steelers just just because, Norm, Watt and Highsmith are both back. So I'm going to – and the Steelers, if they lose this one, if they lose this game, they're losing the rest of their games. So I'm giving them one last shot here. And I'm, you know, Mike Tomlin to have his winning record and all. I'm going Steelers here. Apologize, Cordell. We didn't get yours. Uh, you leaning Bengals, oh, Colts? What uh, yeah, I was the same. Okay. I'm, I'm going Bengals as well. 
Uh, How about and I'm you going on the Pittsburgh one? I'm, I'm going Colts. Colts. Okay. I like I like that defense at home. I, I I know Mitch Trubisky threw the ball around pretty good last week, but he is very turnover prone. And that Colts defense, they they feast off the turnovers. Broncos Lions. That's your night game tomorrow. I uh, got the Lions here as four and a half point favorites, and they could really use a win. Uh, losing some games that they've been favored in the past couple weeks. I think they get the bounce back here. I pick the Lions. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions, too. I just think at home, and Dan Campbell said last week, I'm going to be irritable, and I can be that. I think they put the pads on. I think that uh, it's going to be a tight game. It's going to mm-hmm. be a good game to watch. Yeah, I agree. I I, I do think it'll be a, t- a tough game to win, but it's it's kind of – in that do-or-die mode for Detroit right now to not only solidify that division, but to go into the playoffs with some sort of momentum right now. So I'm going to go Detroit. Bears versus Browns. Cleveland favored by three. The over-under 38.5. Not a lot of offense expected. Joe Flacco just talked about it. He's got his money now. I think uh, he's comfortable, plus some incentives for the playoffs if he can make it. Uh, I took the Browns here. Bob, rolling with the Bears again. It worked for him last week. I said this earlier, Norm. If this was in Chicago, I'd have taken Chicago. But because it's in Cleveland, um, I'm going to take the Browns. I like the Browns' defense at home especially. Chiefs-Patriots may be the easiest game of the weekend to pick. Uh, Kansas City favored by eight. A little surprised there. Would have thought it might have been double digits. But nonetheless, I've got the Chiefs. Bob has the Chiefs. I think we all do. I got the Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs as well. All righty. How about, uh, what do we got here? Atlanta, Atlanta. Carolina. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, Atlanta favored by three on the road over under in this one, 33 and a half. That one's extremely a low. A lot of low, low over and unders this week. That one's still at 33 and a half. I know yeah. the Panthers are hopeless, but man, uh, I've got the Falcons. I here. got the Falcons too. I, they, Same. Falcons have a lot more talent than Carolina. Tampa Bay, Green Bay up next here. Uh, I went with the Packers. Bob's going with the Buccaneers. Talk about the Falcons and the Bucks, both in contention there for the somebody has to win it, NFC South. Tough for that uh, team from Florida to come to Green Bay December the 17th. I take the pack. I actually took the Bucks in this one. I, I, I like what Rashad White has done in that offense, and he gives them <coughs> some sort of balance. It doesn't have to be Baker going out there throwing the ball to Mike Evans 60 yards down the field all game. I, I think Rashad White ends up being the difference in this game. Texans, Titans, Tennessee favored by four at home. Obviously, they're reflecting, uh, or the line reflecting C.J. Stroud, the concussion, assumed he will not play. Uh, with that in mind, Bob and myself are taking Tennessee. Yeah, I'm taking, and don't forget the two receivers are gone too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going Tennessee too. And Levis had a hell of a game last week. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee as well. C.J. Stroud not playing, looking like he's not going to play is kind of the deciding yeah. factor. Jets and Dolphins here, a little division showdown. Miami favored by nine and a half at home. Embarrassing loss on Monday night. Uh, made history in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. First team to blow a 14-point lead with under three minutes to play and maybe forever. Uh, I think they're angry. I think they're pissed off. They get their bounce back. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, I really want to take the Jets, Norm, because Tyreek Hill hadn't practiced all week. Mm-hmm. That Jets defense is awesome. And... I think they found out kind of on two. If you get to him and get pressure on him, and they can do that, you know. So I think it's going to be. I mean, if I was a betting man, I don't bet. I would take. Uh, I would bet the Jets because mm-hmm. it's nine and a half points. I'd take the Jets, but I'll take the Dolphins because they're at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. But I will admit, if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, 
I could definitely see the Jets winning this uh, game. Yeah, and especially if if Haney's boy Zach Wilson throws for three hundred again, Jets may win. I don't know. I think a better chance of getting struck by lightning than uh, <laughs> back-to-back three hundred yard games for him. Here's a game where we might have some differing opinions: mm-hmm. Giants versus Saints. Uh, New Orleans favored by five and a half at home. No respect for Tommy DeVito. Uh, I'm going to pick the Saints here. Bob, he's rolling with the uh, Italian Stallion. Yeah, I'm going Saints. Saints defense is good, and uh, Giants' O-line is not great. So I'll I'll take the Saints. I think this three-game – I hope the Giants win, but Mm -hmm. I just think the three-game streak ends. Yeah, I mean, this is a toss-up game. You never really know what you're going to get from the Saints or – the Giants. I'm actually going with the Giants. Since Saquon Barkley returned from that injury, he's the NFL's leading rusher right now. He's hot as of late, and I think he ends up being the big difference maker in this game. I think it'll be the battle of the running backs. He and Kamara will have a lot of highlights in this one. Commanders traveling to take on the Rams. That's a 4.05 start there. Rams favored by 6.5 at home. Uh, I think this might be a clean sweep here. I'm picking the Rams. Rams. Yep, Rams. Mm-hmm. Bob agrees as well. 49ers, Cardinals, probably the same type of thing here. 12 is the number for San Francisco at home. Uh, Cardinals 3-10 and 10 on the year. No magic here. I, I, Niners. Give me San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, same. 49ers. All right, Cowboys, Bills, maybe game of the week. I keep going back and forth on this one, Norm. Uh, Buffalo here is favored. I'm looking at this. Favored by two and a half. Over under set at 50 and a half. Should be a thriller. Cowboys got the huge win last week over their division rival. Even things up. They're both 10 and three, them and the Eagles. With that in mind, I just feel like the Cowboys more due for a letdown here. I'm taking the Bills at home. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, the Cowboys... On the road, what are they? Three and three on the road, Norm. Uh, let me see. I got it right here. Yes, three Dallas and three. Dallas is yeah. three and three away, and Buffalo is fighting for their lives. I mean, it's going to be in the forties. I want to take Dallas, but I'm going to take Josh Allen and Buffalo. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Buffalo in this one. I, I just think it, it's now or never for the Bills. They can't afford another loss. Um, and Dallas, like Norm said, is due for a letdown. And they're just not the same type of team when you get them out of AT&T Stadium. So I'm going to go with Buffalo, even despite all the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And last but not least, your Baltimore Ravens traveling to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday night in prime time. Ravens are three-and-a-half-point road favorites over under set at 42-and-a-half. Uh, I'll get things started here. I'm picking the Ravens. And I think it is an inverse of last year's game where the Jaguars beat the Ravens. The Ravens win this time 28-27. Whoa. All right, I think Ravens win a little more comfortably than that. I got them 31-20. I think Lamar's going to have a big day, and I think one of the receivers is really going to go off. And I got a funny feeling that they're going to run the ball really I'll say not really good, but fairly good against them. I think they they hit my key. And I think they get over 150 yards. This this may be a Keenan Mitchell 100-yard day. Clay Harbor, who we had on from the Believe podcast, he was very uh, adamant that he didn't believe in the Jaguars on Sunday. So who am I to disagree? I'm going to go with the Ravens. <coughs> I do think it'll be high scoring, though. For whatever reason, I think it's going to be an uphill battle for this Ravens defense down the stretch of the season. And it's not necessarily going to make me think that they're not one of the still one of the elite defenses in the league. But I do think they're going up against some offenses that 
can put up points. And in this case, I think they're going up against a desperate Jacksonville offense. So I think the Ravens win, but I think it's high scoring. I say 37-30. And for those that care about the Haney Hex to put their betting money accordingly, Bob has the Ravens winning 34-24. So some, I mean, all of us have them putting, the Ravens at least, putting up points. I think that'll be a given. It seems like everybody that goes into Jacksonville puts up points uh, against that defense. And like I said, Clay Harbor, he he didn't have a lot of great things to say about the way that Jacksonville is trending right now going into the back end of the season. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll continue to look at the Ravens. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Marlon Humphrey, he struggled on Sunday's win against the Rams. Are we worried about Marlon going forward? Can he bounce back against the Jags? We'll talk about it next here on The Fan. Every game. Every interview, every take, 105.7, the voice of the fan. He had numerous really good plays where he was in great coverage and was just pretty dominant. And then, you know, there's, there were some tougher plays out there. But he hasn't he hasn't played in a few weeks. To me, I kind of attributed to that. Marlon Humphrey is the least of my concerns. Vinny and Haney back here on this featured artist Friday. We're playing Promise all the way up until 2 o'clock. We're inside access We'll take over from there. Cordell Woodland here for Bob Steele with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw on the board. You just heard from head coach John Harbaugh there yeah. saying he's not worried about Marlon Humphrey. Are you worried about Marlon? Well, let me just say this, that they went after Marlon. Definitely in winning time. No, no doubt. And he tripped, tripped and fell twice, dropped an interception, got a P.I. Mm-hmm. And I'll guarantee you in Jacksonville's game plan, they're going after him. So... He's going to have opportunities. We're going to have opportunities to see um, if last week that he's made some progress and stuff from this week because they're going after him. Because he's got to show that he's Marlon of old. Mm-hmm. Not If he's Marlon of this past Sunday, they're going to be in trouble. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if Darby on the outside, Marlon on the inside. Yeah, I mean, I because that protects him a little bit, too. right? And and without question, I think Marlon had a a, a bad game on Sunday. Oh I mean, boy. especially like I said, in winning time, you saw where they were go- when they needed to get it. You saw where they were going. Yep. Um, and it worked for him. I'm not going to. I don't think I'm overly concerned about Marlon in the grand scheme of things. I think Brand. I've said it on the record so many times. Brandon Stevens has been the team's best corner this year. I stand by that. But I don't say that as a knock against Marlon. I think that's more about what Stevens has done this year. I think Marlon is still good. Obviously, he's not the dominant Marlon of old. He's he's not generating the turnovers that he used to create. Um, he's not able to play as aggressive as he used to. I just think it's certain matchups that you know Marlon's going to probably struggle in. And this is potentially one of them where you're facing down-the-field type receivers that went on some of those jump balls because Marlon's big bugaboo his entire career has been playing the ball in the air down the field. And I he think that problem that's in Alabama. Happen. Right. And I, and I think that's going to, they're going to put him in those situations because that's how Calvin Ridley gets his, the down-the-field throws, the jump ball opportunities. I do think that they're going to try to get some of those matchups against Marlon and force him to play the deep ball. Uh, I mean, that's what an offensive coordinator, you know, is going to look at. What matchups do we want? Mm-hmm. What matchups, you know, how can we take advantage of playing against this guy or that guy? Um, so, yeah, they're going to – and in, in 
crunch time. Who's the guy that we go after? Right. I mean, they, we saw this last. Yeah. You know, in, in San Fran, we always called it the pigeon. Mm-hmm. I've said that before. You know, Steve Young always wanted to know that on third down, who do I go after? Right. Right now, it's 44. <sighs> right now, it is. And look, I, I think well, I, I like a Marlon versus Zay Jones matchup, right? I, I think. I think Marlon can handle all of their available receivers right now. The only issue I have, like I said, is with Calvin Ridley maybe down the field, being able to not only run with him but play the ball, go up and, you know, get the ball at his highest point or at least stop him from getting it. But I think Marlon on the inside is is a good thing for them, especially assuming Kyle Hamilton doesn't play. To be able to have the luxury to move Marlon inside and then bring Darby in for the outside, I, I think that'd be good for them. Who's who's covers Ingram? Ingram's good and a good athlete and can run. I think that's going to be a tough task. I think there you're going to see a hybrid of guys like Gino. You're going to see probably some Alec. Gino. He, I think outside of, I think he'll get any of them. To be honest with you, I, I think Evan Ingram is a stud. I've always thought that his only problem has been injuries. Yep. Especially you think back to his time in New York. That's always been his Achilles heel, so to speak. But. I like the if I'm the Jaguars, I like Evan Ingram's matchup against Geno. I like the matchup against Millette. I mean, maybe Marlon. Marlon, I can I could live with if you're the Ravens, you probably feel good about that. But being realistic, I think Evan Ingram has the advantage over if he's being guarded by a linebacker like Patrick Queen as well. I think that's advantage Evan Ingram. That's where you need Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. That's that's where that lacks not having Hamilton because. Ingram, you know, and they they've got Ingram this week. Then they got Kittle, and then um, Dolphins. Dolphins don't use a lot of the the tight end, but you got to worry about uh, the yak stuff with them and running backs out of the backfield. That that's kind of how a Shane. Yeah, I mean, and and the quick hitters to you know you play zone against that team and they hit Waddle on the fly on the go, yeah. you know. Or something like that right in the window. He's he's taking it right up the field. So um, I, I do think that'll be a – Evan Ingram is the one guy that I think is the true matchup issue for them because as big of a downfield threat as Calvin Ridley may be and Zay Jones has his moments all over the field, I, I think you can hang with Brandon Stevens and the rest of those guys guarded them. I like the matchup with Patrick Queen against ETN. ETN is really good out of the backfield, but Patrick Queen has been really good guarding these running backs out of the backfield. That's the thing. You got to tackle tackle the space. Because Etienne's got over 400 yak yards, and don't let him get up the field. You know, that's going to be critical. The the biggest thing is, for the Ravens, be great on first down. You know, because put Lawrence in third and long, Mm -hmm. and then they can get after it. And, And I'm hoping... Cordell, and I'm expecting that we're going to see Clowney in the backfield and Van Oy in the backfield. Matabike's got to be the dude because their they're left side of their line and their guard and center are not good. Pierce got to get some pressure on that quarterback. He can collapse that pocket because if they collapse the pocket, you know, especially with Lawrence, then the outside guys come. He's got nowhere to go. So I'm, I'm feeling good about the pass rush. That's why if we can get them in third and long. I think that's going to be key. And they should not be able to run the football. They're going to try. Right. They're going to try because, I mean, the Rams went into it because they script their first mm-hmm. 15. I know they script their first 15. They ran nine times, yep. Cordell. 
So that was on the script that – so their game planning all week was we can run on these guys. Mm-hmm. And they did. They did until they got into the red zone and had three straight passes on that, that drive. Must been, that must have been plays <laughs> Stick 10, to the 11, script. and 12 on the script. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. But you, normally when you get in the red zone, then you go to your red zone package. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, that's, that's the idea I had of that yeah. as well. That was very odd to me that they kind of abandoned the run in that spot. But you mentioned Justin Matabike, and I expect him to be a big part of this game as he has been all season. And I asked him the other day about, you know, as he no, starting to notice teams game planning for him. And he mentioned that this game against the Rams, that was one of the first times he really started to notice it. He faced more double teams, a lot more duo blocks and stuff like that. So he's starting to see how teams are clearly focusing their attention on him, at least when it comes to in the trenches to get him out the way. And that allowed guys, especially in the first half, to be able to get to the second level and block guys like Roquan and, and Patrick Queen. Yeah, because um, he's been stacking sacks. Mm-hmm. And he can beat the guys one-on-one. And, and he should be licking his chops because the center or the guard, if he gets isolated one-on-one, he's got to win. He should win those. And he's got to win those. Forcing Trevor Lawrence to use his legs in this one will be big. I think the Ravens, for the most part this year, have been so good at limiting the explosive plays in the past game. Obviously, I think that's going to come back down a little bit throughout the rest of the season. We already got a glimpse of it against the Rams. They still have the Jags. I think the Jags are going to have their moments. I think they're going to have their moments where they hit on some of those big plays on Sunday night. You already mentioned the Niners. God knows they live on explosive plays, and so do the Dolphins as well. So I I do think how we look at this defense over these next few games – they're not going to look the way that they did in the first half of the season. I feel like I've already accepted that. I don't think it's going to, in my mind, change the fact that they're still an elite defense, but we are going to see them show some chinks in the armor here down the stretch of the season. Well, the the thing that helps the stopping the chunk plays, pressure on the quarterback because mm-hmm. then the ball's got to come out quicker or he's scrambling around. That that's And that helps to Marlon Humphrey. I right. mean, Marlon playing bad last week and – and Millette playing bad last week and having no pass rush, that that wasn't a good— Goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah, coming no up doubt. Ne- coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll wrap things up, take one last trip through the fun house with Quick Draw McGraw before Inside Access takes over at 2 right here on The Fan. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, company? Haney, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! Yeah. The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 1057 The Fan Quarter of Woodland. Been here for Bob all day. Bob will be back on Monday, I believe. We'll see. Game time decision, but still here for Bob. Still with Vinny Serrato, Quick Draw McGraw. Behind the glass, inside access, they're taking over at 2 o'clock. But before that, let's take one last trip through the funhouse. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. 
More breaking news here. Looks like the Chargers are naming outside linebackers coach Giff Smith as their interim head coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, JoJo Wooden, the interim GM. Wow. Not familiar with either of them. No. No. Nope. I, I got to admit, I, I thought Kellen Moore might uh, get, not that I'm a big Kellen Moore guy. I'm honestly not. But I know a lot of people have been thinking that he's going to get a coaching gig, a head coaching gig at some point. I'm, I thought they'd may, maybe give him a shot at the interim job. Giff Smith is a coach's name, though. So that's uh, that's fitting. I it mean, is. that just sounds like a, an NFL <laughs> coach right Right. There. Uh, how about this here? Texter says, it's funny looking back on the training camp injury for Marlon. We were all freaking out about the state of the secondary. Now he's back. Could be considered a liability in certain matchups while guys like Stevens and Darby are balling out. Uh, seems to be that right now. But, I mean, let's let's cool our jets a little bit on Humphrey and let's see if if he continues to stack bad ones then we got to have some concern. But I kind of think that Marlon will be back this week. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think Marlon will be fine. Look, at the end of the day, these are these other guys are paid too. And I could see if it was some Joe Schmo off the street that was making Marlon look bad. I mean, that was Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, two of, two of the hottest receivers. Puka, for sure. Cooper had a breakout game on Sunday. He hadn't really looked like that a lot of times this season. But we know the talent. He possesses. So the, I, I would kind of cool. But the falling down in your backpack. Yeah, I mean that is it, bad. bad. It's bad. But like I said, him finding the ball in the air on the deep ball—that's that's always been a struggle for him. I, I don't want to excuse it for sure. It was a bad performance. I just don't know if I'm concerned going forward. Like if he would have caught that interception, all's forgiven. Yes, we're, no we're not doubt. even talking about how, what a great game Marlon Humphrey had on <laughs> Sunday. That's that's the narrative. Uh, This one here from Chris says, I thought the Chargers were going to quit on Staley when they played the Ravens. Guess it took Herbert going down for the rest of the team to get on board with that. Well, then they knew they had no chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Five turnovers, just four fumbles. Yeah, And I I don't know what you think, but... uh, Eckler's about done. I oh, think. he's. I mean, they're tell, they're showing you. Yeah. You no, know, they're they're showing you what they think about Eckler he right rem- now. He reminds me of how Ingram was for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If At the end, he's not going anywhere uh, right now. It just seems like he's stuck in the mud. And to your point about uh, when Herbert went down, that's pretty much when they realized they had no shot. I mean, they saw the week of practice. You know, they they saw Easton Stick and all of those guys out there. They they knew what was coming. Plus, if you're Herbert. You're going in there, and you're depending. You're going to see, all right, can I come back? The agent's saying, you're not oh, coming yeah. back. At this point. He was right. He was not coming back no, no matter what. Right. Just because you know there's going to be a coaching There's nothing to come back to. Nope. And for him specifically, I mean, okay, now new head coach, fresh mm-hmm. start for him. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I feel like the pressure is going to be on him this coming off season. It will be. No postseason imagine. success in his career. Mm-hmm. Coming back from the injury, it's going to be similar to Lamar with the yep. no more excuses thing. And this is this because he was there when Lance Slim, his rookie year, I think Lance Slim was there, I believe. Um, so Anthony Lynn, Anthony yeah, Lynn, yeah, yeah. Anthony Lynn. Um, so it, this will be his third head coach now, and he's been to the playoffs once in his career, and that was one of the big debacles. How about this one? A prediction. Texter says, I've got a bad feeling about this game. See a little bit of history repeating itself with the Ravens traveling to Jacksonville. ETN will have a big day running. Lawrence leads a fourth quarter uh, game-winning drive. 
Final score, Texter says Jaguars 30, Ravens 24. Mm. I don't think so. It's, I mean, it's always a possibility. I mean, that's why you play the games. But um, Etienne having a big day running, I find that hard to believe. And then just because the old line, their old line doesn't knock people off the ball. Right. right. And that that's the thing. And the Ravens, they, if if the defense had played last week, if that's what shows up, then it, they could. Right. Right. But if they come with the defense that they played against with the Chargers, no. And I'm not concerned about them going on. First of all, the Ravens have been really good on the road this Five year. And, one. and it's not like Jacksonville is a tough place to play. Now, if we were talking about them going to San Francisco, we'll have a t- totally different conversation. But them going on the road to Jacksonville, that, that, that doesn't concern me. Cordell, if Jacksonville loses, they end the season three and five at home. That's not good. For a team that if they make the postseason, they'll get a home playoff game. No doubt. And uh, we'll close the week out with a crazy hypothetical here. Texter's, uh, I don't know what he's on here, but says, <laughs> if Joe Flacco, and yes, it's a big if, takes Cleveland to the Super Bowl, is he in the Canton discussion at that point? Already has a Super Bowl MVP under his belt. Uh, Texter here, he's rooting for chaos, I guess. <laughs> says if That's the Raven, definitely chaos. The Ravens I'd aren't going to no. make it. Root for chaos. I, I would say no way. I'd probably still lean no. Uh, he'd have to win it, I think. Because then he'd be in. He'd be like Eli Manning at that point, and and a bunch of people think Eli deserves to be in. I'm not on that side of the aisle. I like. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would say Eli. If you're going to put Eli in, it's because he of the teams that he did beat to win the Super Bowl. If that's if that's what we're going with. But as, if you look at his numbers, it's not like he's got surefire Hall of Fame numbers. Right. With Flacco, I think Flacco obviously. I, 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 even though Eli has the two rings, I think Flacco's playoff success is something to definitely mention when it comes to him. I just the quarterback position is just so tough to get into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if two Super Bowls alone will do it. I don't know if he has the individual, you know, accolades and stuff to back it up. And here's a, so this just popped into my head. What about comeback player of the year? I feel like it's no. probably Demar Hamlin's to. To guarantee, but but this is about as comeback player of the year as it gets right here. I be I got to look up the betting odds. I wonder if Flacco's actually getting any odds at all. If yeah. his name's even on the board, that's a good one. He should be mentioned in that one because this is a legit comeback uh, of the year candidacy. Like if they if he takes him, goes undefeated with him or something, you know that's it's legit at that point. You you really got to start talking about what Flacco's doing out there. I think that's just really a, a match made in heaven. Him with that Browns team and where they were when he got there. He, yeah. he got there at the right time. Mm. Uh, one, A couple of things. One, it looks like John Harbaugh said that Kyle Hamilton has a good chance of playing on Sunday night against Jacksonville. Good news for him. Also, Tyler Huntley, who missed practice yesterday, had the, the birth of his first kid, had his son yesterday, Tyler Jr. So congratulations to him and his family as well. Don't touch that dial. Inside Access, they're coming up next. Until next time, class dismissed.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.